It really was. And, you know, it's sort of interesting that we've ended the year and and started the year on a cold note. But in both cases, you had a gorgeous fall, mm-hmm. which made that cold feel much more frigid than it than it would have, you say. And, you know, you're right. I mean, I think people are comparing this cold with last year's cold. My gosh, we had temperatures in, 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 in um, Edmonton that got down to, to minus 42 mm-hmm. um, at the end of uh, just after Christmas and, and the coldest New Year's ever on record. So, I mean, all that was... And, and I remember seeing the number of wind chill days in Edmonton. There were eight days, Jalen, eight mm. where you had minus 51. I mean, that will freeze flesh in not just minutes, but seconds. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was just lethal. And uh, and so that certainly was that cold. And, and that was the coldest moment of the winter. Winter, And it was Siberian air, just like it is now. Yeah. I mean, the Americans blame us for it. We blame the Siberians <laughs> for it, you see. It came across the pole and just, it's like molasses. It just filled all the nooks and crannies. Ugh. You couldn't get rid of it. And um, and it was it was tough. And, and even if the sun shone, it didn't matter. There's no calories of heat Mm-mm. at that time of the year. Mm-mm. But And then if you add to the wind, well, that's when you get those terrible wind chills, of course. David, in eighth spot was uh, those those huge storms in, in Montreal. And I, I'm not sure if a lot of people paid a lot of attention to, to, to those out here on the prairies. But the one thing of right. note of it is the fact that, uh, you know, the flooding that we're seeing as, as cities continue to build up and out oh. and the impact on them. Jalen, you have that so right. And I, I think it's the new flood. It's the new age flood. You know, it always used to be, you know, river flooding. Now it's street flooding. You know, and we've seen that in Edmonton. We've seen it in Calgary and Toronto and Montreal before. But it's just that as cities grow larger and, you know, more and more Canadians, 85% of us live in communities, over 10,000 people. So even though we have a low population density, we're very urbanized people. And then as as the, the climate warms, well, those those r- rainstorms, those garden variety rainstorms, can hold more moisture. So you're going to get that with more hard surfaces in cities than you're going to get more of these Texas gully washers. And you're going to see, you know, a month's worth of rain in two hours. Well, my gosh, no infrastructure can handle Mm -hmm. that. And so I think that's the new thing that's on the block. It's not only spring flooding, which is always an issue in Canada for for hundreds of years, but it's the new new flooding is the is the urban or street flooding that is uh, pretty pretty destructive. I have to remember the term Texas gully washers David, I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> in seventh, in seventh spot, the uh, on on the on the list of the top uh, ten weather stories in uh, in Canada, and it's you know something that we certainly remembered very well uh, right across this province. Uh, we had some pretty big and pretty nasty storms across the prairies, and saw some massive hail, some massive storms um, again, and it seems to be happening more often. Well, exactly. I mean, you, 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 it was not only was it the fact that you had this heat coming up from the United States, particularly in, in July, that kind of heat and humidity and, and, um, and then with the, uh, crops growing feverishly, uh, that adds humidity to the air. And so it's almost the fuel that drives these things. And so, so we were, you're right. It was composed of so many things. It wasn't just rain. There were tornadoes. We had, I think there were 24 tornadoes in Saskatchewan. I think there were about 12 or 13 in Alberta. 
Florida. Now, they were little guys, but they were still scared that you'd be jeebies out of you if you saw one coming down on you. And there was hail. Oh, i got to tell you about the hailstone. There was the world, a Canadian record for the mm-hmm. hailstone. It was in, in Alberta. I think it was, it was, I think it was called Markville, Mark, mm-hmm. Markville mm-hmm. near Red Deer, I think. And, you know, I, I don't remember how many millimeters of the hail, the size, the diameter, or how much it weighed. All I know, it was the size of a DVD. I mean, come on, Jay Lynn. Can you imagine being in a hailstorm with DVD hail falling all over you? And it was one of the largest hailstones in the world. I mean, that wasn't record-breaking worldwide, but in the top 20 hailstones, it was in there. And so that was that was that occurred this year. So no wonder crops were smashed and and beaten up, or silos and barns. And and my gosh, I, I tell you, it was. Um, I, I think the uh, um, auto body shop owners loved it because of all of that hail falling on cars. Hey, they were, these were multi-million dollar events. Yeah, yeah. In number six, and uh, I'm just going to mention it, but it was a, a wintry spring in, in BC. Boy, BC's been pounded over the past couple of years. And then in number five is wildfires on two coasts, which includes BC as well again. Let's let's talk about the wildfires. Um, I mean, you know, unless I think it's happening in, in your province, I, I'm not sure that you pay as much attention to it, but these were big. They were. I mean, the, it, you know, it wasn't so much the fires, I think. They were very, there were two big fires in, 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 in uh, British Columbia. They seem more manageable, unlike the previous year, mm-hmm. which, is, which is really bad. In fact, if you look at the scale of compared this year with last year in, in BC fires, um, there were, at, at August the 6th, I think there was a countdown of how many people were evacuated because of fires. There were 1,000 people in British Columbia evacuated last year uh, or this year. The previous year were 25,000. So it shows you it was really, but you know, what was important about that? What was significant about this year was not the fires so much. It was the smoke. Mm-hmm. The my God, and you know, you get that smoke. It's not your fires, but you get that smoke. And it's we don't know the health consequences of breathing that smoke in for 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 several weeks. And in fact, Vancouver, for example, had um, they had 18 um, air quality advisories. But 12 of those 18 occurred after the middle of uh, September. Mm. So they all came in the fall. And then, of course, the big one was, of course, in, uh, in uh, Newfoundland. My gosh, they had the worst forest fire season in 60 years and um, just too dry, too hot. And, uh, but certainly and people were on pins and needles because they were going to be evacuated and they were packed with their suitcases. And every minute they thought the phone was going to bring, yeah. and, bring and say, get out. But what's sort of interesting, I always think in Newfoundland, if you don't like the weather at your front door, look out your back door. Because <laughs> in the middle of August, it changed. The rains came, the winds died down, and they didn't have to leave home. In fourth spot, a return to hot and dry weather under the dome. You touched on this off the top, and I want to focus a little bit more on, you know, in the West, because that's where we're coming uh, broadcasting from, but uh, yeah, this heat dome. All of a sudden, you know, this is right. th- these are words that have just become a, a part of our almost everyday uh, terminology. They have, Jalen, and you know, we we're focused, the world was, and all that death. This was different. It wasn't as intense, but we still had record-breaking temperatures, but it came later. It was kind of mid-August to September, and was one of these domes that we called it either the California Dome or the Hawaiian Dome, and really, it's just under that dome. It's very dry and very, very warm, and we saw records being set in Alberta from that heat in September and October, but people looked upon it, Jalen, as, hey, this is not too bad. 
you know, we sometimes get snow and cold in, in September, October. So we, they had a new word for it. Albertans are so clever. They, they come up with, you talk about Texas gully washers being a, <laughs> I like this one, hotum. Hotum, yes. they called it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was gorgeous. And, you know, it was almost a godsend in the way because of all of the rains that caused farmers problems. This meant, though, this dry, beautiful harvest meant they didn't have to harvest their this year's crop next year. They could deal with it now, and and it was just a beautiful. And I always think the best thing about uh, kind of this kind of beautiful fall that was more June-like than October-like was that it uh, it makes winter that much shorter. Although nature's <laughs> making up for it right now. It sure is, David. <laughs> All right, um, I'm just going to mention a couple of them here. In third spot was you know Manitoba's drenching spring. Boy, they had a wet, wet spring and lots of challenges there. In second spot were these like straight line winds that went through oh. Ontario in Quebec and caused all sorts of damage. And, and for the first time ever, um, there, there was a, an alert that was put out about these. Yes, exactly. This was the uh, kind, not just like a, a tornado warning. It was a wind warning that got through on people's cell phones and they, they you know, headed for the hills. We still saw 11 people die Ugh. in the storm. Uh, of trees falling on people. And, um, and, and you know, and, and it was a derecho, a Spanish word meaning forward, moving forward. And it was these winds are straight line winds. Prairie people know them. They're like mm-hmm. plow winds. Mm-hmm. And they just come right out of the atmosphere and they just squirt along the, the surface of the ground, mowing every sort of a line of soldiers. So they just mow down everything in its way. And, and they were, uh, I mean, a billion dollars of damage. But, you know, Jaylen, what is the price? What price do you put on trees? Trees that actually are grandma's trees, where the hammock swings from, where they are provide comfort and shade and beauty. There's no value put on that. The insurance loss was a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But think of all of the trees. You don't replace those in two weeks. They replace them in maybe 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. So that was really, I think, the long-lasting tragedy from that event. You know, Jalen, you have that right. I mean, the headlines are over with that one. It's gone. People mm-hmm. have got power now. But you're, people are still living out of suitcases. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not back in their homes. And that's often we see that with disasters. Hey, a lot of people are saying, we, we feel for you and, yeah. and governments help out. And then all of a sudden, they go. And, 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 and the people are stuck and, and living with uh, very difficult situations. But that was a big one. And it was a very quiet season. You know, it was the record lowest uh, tornado season in Atlantic in, in on the Atlantic Ocean until the last week in September, and then you got the multi-million dollar Fiona and the multi-billion dollar Ian in the United States, and what a rocking, rolling time that was! Mm-hmm. And it was probably, uh, Jaylen, in terms of pressure, that's often we look at the central pressure of the hurricane or the storm that 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 it transformed into something other than a hurricane, but still had hurricane winds. But if you look at the central pressure, it's often a mark of how powerful it is. It was the lowest pressure we've ever seen for not only a hurricane, but any storm in Canadian history that we've documented. And so it was, it had a lot of oomph to it and brought, you know, 600,000 people without power, some for three, four weeks. And, uh, and as I say, people are still suffering from that, but you're right. Those images mm. are still embedded in my mind of, of people just watching their home wash out into the sea and and gone forever. David, we'll leave it there uh, for this year. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for making time. Wishing you and your family all the best uh, over the holiday season and into 2023. And I look forward to chatting with you again then. 
Well, I already do, Jaylen. Thank you so much for those kind greetings. And to you and all your great listeners, I, I share the same. Thank you so much.